2: What's up, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joel Jacob, and you can find me at Twitter at JoelKJacob underscore. And with me always, I got some guests. First, I got Miami Clutch PE. Say what's up to the people, Clutch.
1: What's up, everybody? Miami Clutch PE on Twitter. Hit me up with a follow for a bunch of heat nonsense that I like to tweet about. And I'll follow right back, promise.
2: And then following him, we got from five recent sports while also being a well-known author on Reddit. Say what's up to the people, Mr. Brian Young.
3: Yo, what's up? You guys can follow me at, at BrianIsTheKing and look up my stories. I investigate disturbing cases if you really like horror. Or you can follow me for paleontology tweets because I guess that's what I'm doing now.
2: And then following him, we got the female correspondent. Say what's up, Miss Angelina Martel.
0: What's going on, Heat vs. World? It's Angelino Martell. You can follow me on Twitter at Angie Martell with two E's for all your latest Miami Heat updates.
2: And then a very special guest. He was selected 11th overall in the 2012 NBA draft. When he's not on the court, you can find him bowling out on Twitch. Make some noise for the Miami Heat center number zero himself, Mr. Myers Leonard. Say what's up to the people, Myers.
4: What's going on, everybody? Thank you guys for having me on. First and foremost, shout out Heat Nation. Uh, My wife and I have felt a connection here in this city and within the Miami Heat organization ever since we arrived. Um, I am blessed, I am thankful. Hammer down.
2: All right, so let's get right to it. So the last time we saw Myers um, on the court, I I know of not too long ago, you injured your shoulder. Um, How are you feeling right now?
4: you know what rehab has been great you know uh, rehabs typically aren't easy but i'm very uh professional in my approach you know i get my work in i do extra stuff in my house you know i'm constantly in my sling um but we've made great progression so far and uh you know what i will come back stronger and i know it i can feel it in my heart um you know, it's unfortunate that I'm not able to be out there with the guys. That's the hardest part for me. Mm-hmm. But but um, I will do my absolute best to continue to impact the team with my voice and however else I can, while also continuing to work on other things, such as my leg strength, core strength, um, sports psych, watching film, helping young guys using my voice, as I mentioned, communicating on the bench, all these different things to, to continually find ways to impact the game and better myself. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And then also another thing I want to mention is happy late birthday, by the way. Like, was there any plans you had set up for your birthday?
4: Uh, Thank you so much for that. Uh, I feel like I'm getting old. Holy moly. Nine years in the league, 29 years old. Um, But you know what? Not really. It's kind of funny. Everyone always asks, oh, what do you want to do for your birthday? Or what would you ask for for your birthday? First of all, birthdays aren't really that. Um, special to me if I'm being honest I don't want to sound like negative but that's the truth Uh, also with the NBA regulations and the heat regulations in terms of uh, COVID you know there's not a lot I can do so I literally just asked my wife hey I just want to chill at the house Uh, the chef came over cooked a great breakfast we hung out during the middle of the day came back over um, had a great dinner so that's all I needed was a little bit of downtime with the people I love the most Ellie and Coco
2: nice and then I know Ange. I know you had a question you wanted to ask Myers.
0: Yeah, um, what made you dye your hair, and what did Ellie and the team think of it?
4: <laughs> what made me dye my hair? Maybe because I was a little bit bored. Also, I did this during quarantine, and I'm not even gonna lie. As I'm looking in the camera, listen, I feel confident about it. I feel like I look damn good. So <laughs> that that's that's one thing. Uh, my wife likes it. Uh, the team. I think it's pretty dope. Duncan even said he might try this. I guess you heard it here first. He's going to try it this summer. So uh, I don't know whether or not that's 100 percent true, but that's what he said. So we'll see. Uh, but, you know, it's just a little change of pace. I, for one, enjoy having uh, blonde hair. So there we have it. Although I do need to uh, literally after we get done with the pot, I'm going to go out and get some sun because it looks better when I got more of a, you know, like a like a bronze tan going on.
0: Uh-huh. You had had it half pink and half blue before, correct?
4: I did, yeah. So that was when uh, I used my platform on Twitch. Uh, I did a 24-hour live stream and then uh, subsequent uh, events with NBA players and other uh, Call of Duty pros and Twitch streamers uh, to raise money for people that were impacted heavily by COVID, uh, mainly this time with Feeding America and Feeding South Florida. We ended up, well, I ended up raising, I guess, uh, with the help of a lot of people, 180000 dollars which fed over 1 million people which was my goal uh, and I hit it so a part of the challenges that I basically made a list of I said if we hit X amount of dollars you know the the things uh, the milestones just kept getting more and more significant and one of them was to uh, dye my hair so I went with the the Miami Vice of course.
0: Good for you man that's awesome congrats.
4: Thank you.
2: (laughs) So then moving forward so uh, Myers, so as a lot of people know, um, you came from the University of Illinois. Um, what was your favorite thing about Illinois specifically?
4: Oh man, well a few things. The tradition, number one, uh, if you look this year, we are we have a very good team once again. Uh, but the flying I of uh, the late 80s '90s. 90s, uh, a lot of people think of the 2005 team with you know, Darren Williams, Dee Brown, James Augustine, Roger Powell, all those guys. Um, and to be honest it's really what's again I, I always kind of fall back on this what's in my heart like loyalty means a lot to me um, it's one of my main core values and I just wanted to stay home I had you know people all over the country of course recruiting me I was very blessed and very thankful for all those schools to be considering me however I was literally waiting for for the opportunity for University of Illinois to uh, offer me a scholarship and pretty much it was the next day. I, I, I called uh, a couple of schools that I had planned on going to visit. I said, look, I'm not coming. I'm committing to the University of Illinois. Thank you for your interest. So not only that, but staying close to home was important to me. Uh, Champaign, Illinois is about two hours north of my hometown in Little Robinson, Illinois. So, um, Not only that, but I think everything in life happens for a reason. Uh, The best decision I ever made was marrying my wife and I met her at University of Illinois. So um, I loved it there. It was a great experience. I did two years at uh, Illinois and uh, yeah, I don't know. It it was a blessing and and now here I am.
2: Nice. So now one question I know, because first, you know, before you came to Miami, and you got drafted into the NBA. You started off with Portland. I know, Aaron, you had a question you wanted to ask him.
0: Yes, I actually had a couple of questions, if you don't mind. I, sure. My first one was, what was it like finally knowing that you made it? Like, you're drafted. You made it where you wanted to go. Like, how did that feel for you?
4: Uh, great question. A very surreal moment on draft night. You know, you, you wonder, like, what things are going to feel like. Um, and now looking back on it. It's like I had all my closest family and friends there. And it's something that although you're younger and you have these dreams and aspirations, like you're working so hard, like to, to maybe get there one day. And again, I always say this, I've been so incredibly blessed and I'm so thankful, uh, for, you know, every, every, uh, good moment, bad moment, all the people who have, you know, mentors that have helped me. And that night was unbelievable. I, you know, it it feels like, holy moly, I finally made it. And then I would say this, you know, then I go to training camp and I do all these things. But my very first game, I was actually against the Los Angeles Lakers in Portland, and um, I was able to be the captain of the game. And I walked up and I was shaking Kobe Bryant's hand, rest in peace. And, you know, I, I think it was such a blur, it was like, like I didn't forget about it, but then I, you know, I, I was coming off the bench at the time. Boom! I check into the game. There's a foul. I'm sitting at the free throw line. I look to my right, and it's Kobe Bryant. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm really here. Like seriously, you know, here I am, like young twenty-year-old kid at the time, not even really a young man, I don't think. Um, you know, trying to find my way in the league. You know, first game. Boom! There's Kobe Bryant. So that was pretty crazy. Uh, but just overall, I, I'm just so thankful. And, yeah, so so draft night was crazy, and then that first game was was pretty um, pretty cool. Nice.
0: And one more question I had for you. I know, like, you said that this was all a blur for you, really, but I don't know if you remember this info, but I'm just going to try to ask anyway. During the 2019 Western Conference game, where you scored your career high and were you aware that you'd reach your career high or not until after the game?
4: Okay, so... Typically, I try not to look up, but here's what I do remember. Um, You know, I might as well just go into it. So I've had a a lot of difficulties in my career, right? Um, In my fifth season, uh, I suffered from depression and anxiety. It was uh, very difficult for me personally. You know, it was hard for my family. They they were trying to help however they could, you know, certainly my wife, our relationship – and those people loved me enough to help me through those moments, right? But I was individually during that season. One game I'll never forget. It was against the Bucks. I checked in. I missed a three into the game. Um, whatever. A couple plays go by. I catch it again. Boom! Launch another three. Airball. Rare moment for me. I, I don't. I rarely miss the rim. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, individually, I'm being booed by our entire fan base, and it was hard as hell. Like it, it almost. Like it makes me emotional. Um, to come full circle stay ready keep believing keep believing keep working to have the entire arena then chaining your name was absolutely insane and what I the reason I'm mentioning this is because that was during the stretch where I had 25 in the first half of that game and I, I'll never forget I looked up and I don't even remember the score I know it was close But I looked on our side and Myers Leonard's got 25 points and Steph Curry's got 25 points. That was pretty crazy to me. And it was just, uh, wow, Uh, that was a crazy game. I would have done anything for us to win that game and extend the series. But um, that was a moment and that game kind of catapulted my career. But let me just take this moment to say that I knew in my head and in my heart both that my moment was coming because I had played really well all throughout the beginning of that season and then all of a sudden the trade deadline we took ennis canter which basically told me like okay myers you play pretty well but we're not so sure about the playoffs so i could have as a vet i suppose been like all right i've had enough of this bullshit. i'm gonna do me i'm not gonna work out as hard I'm not gonna watch as much film I'm not gonna get shots up before and after practice it was the complete opposite i stayed in shape i mean i was a madman in the weight room did everything I could to stay ready because I knew I knew I was going to get my chance. And so, lo and behold, we play game one in Oakland. I played a little bit. I felt like it was coming. Game two, I check in, have a pretty decent second half. We lose the game. We're down 0-2. We go back to Portland. Game three morning, there was an optional shooting uh, for shoot-around. I was the only guy that showed up. I was having breakfast. I got a text message from... Terry Stotts, and it said, Myers, come to my office when you get dressed before you go to the court. I said, OK, no problem. I went and got dressed, went to his office. I said, do I need to close the door? He said, no. He said, OK, you're starting. And I said, OK, I'll be ready. And I walked out of his office because I knew the work that I had put in. I wasn't nervous. I was ready. So I had a good game three. Then boom, all of a sudden, game four was explosive. And I really think that's what catapulted my career. Also, I've literally been told by the heat. We know when we see a heat guy, a heat culture guy. Um, Like winners, guys that are all in for the team, you know, all these different things ready for the moment. And I truly believe that's why they saw something in me and that's why they traded for me. And so that was kind of my moment that allowed me to now take this next step in my career. Whereas if I had been an asshole and I had been a vet that said, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, communicate on the bench or I'm going to be the kind of this negative energy over here. Nobody wants that. And that's not how I am, anyways. So I took full advantage and now here we are today.
3: That's great. Great story. I was going to say, that's awesome. exactly uh, heat culture guy. So I can see why they wanted you, man. For real. Thank you. Yeah.
2: And you uh, know, what you mentioned, it sort of brings up the next question that we wanted to ask. Like, how was it when you found out that you were getting traded from Portland to Miami? And what was that whole experience like for you?
4: it was pretty, pretty crazy if I'm being honest um, you know you always again similar to what it was what, what's it going to be like when I get drafted or if I get drafted I always wondered because again I'm so loyal at heart like I wanted it to work so badly in Portland and, and, and if I'm being straightforward with you I thought okay I finally had a big playoff series I showed them undoubtedly that I am ready like I can do this all of a sudden boom I'm training with Drew Hanlon who's my trainer on, on the floor in LA um I'm, like, getting my warm-up in, and I see his videographer who's there every day helping getting content and these things. He shows Drew his phone, I think. You know, I see something going on over there. Drew goes, Myers, come here for a second. I'm like, what the hell? So I walk over there, and boom, he shows me woes, and I'm like, holy shit. You're joking, right? He's like, no, no, that's this is legit. You just got traded. So it was, like, this weird... I don't know that I've yet to really actually explain this type of uh, emotion I went through. It, like, hit me... Like a ton of bricks It's almost like I went numb Really Um, So he was like Bro go look at your phone Take care of whatever You need to take care of Um, We'll resume the workout I couldn't tell you What happened The rest of the workout I worked out another 45 minutes to an hour After this So I walked over to my phone I had a missed call From my agent um, And from Neil O'Shea At the time Who was And still is The GM of the Blazers Said Myers look um, I'm sorry I missed you 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 know We traded you And Mo Harkless For uh, Hassan Whiteside You know Thank you so much for your time here, et cetera, et cetera. The point is, is it hit me so different. You know, I, I'm an emotional guy. I cried at my wedding. My wife did not. doesn't mean she doesn't love me. She's just not emotional. I am is what it is. I have no shame in admitting that. So I, uh, I, like I said, I couldn't remember I couldn't tell you anything that happened the rest of the workout. I walked to my car. Um, I sat down and like tears just started pouring out of my eyes for like 30 seconds. Because I didn't understand why. I thought I was, you know, I thought I mat- like it, it mattered now. Like I was going to have my my world that I finally wanted. I proved myself. Boom! All of a sudden, I'm gone, I'm going to Miami. I'm like, holy shit! So I got myself together, and I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you know, you can play. Boom! We're going to Miami, baby. You know, like I'm finally going to get some goddamn sunshine. Um, so. <laughs> You know,
0: actually had, beaches in Miami, beach exactly, in
4: <laughs> exactly. So I had like a similar experience. Somebody asked me this question recently. Like, what was it like when you learned about your shoulder? So I, when it happened in the game, I was like, man, I can't believe I just did this. I'm pretty sure I just tore my shoulder. Oh my God. And everyone else is like, oh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you just strain it. You're going to be fine. I was like, in my head, I'm like, no way. Anyway. So we came back late. We landed like three 30 AM. I had an MRI at seven 30. Right. Uh, I get out of the tube. Doctors standing there, our head doc and our head PT. I'm like, Oh boy. Like Myers, you completely, you just, you, you tore the shit out of your shoulder. Same thing. I was like, oh my God, like what? quickly thinking like, why is this happening? This continually happens in my life um, where it's like this challenge and boom, it's happening for a reason. I know it. So I sat in my truck, I'm getting ready to go home. The doctors pull off, boom, it hits me like a ton of bricks. Like what the hell? Like I finally got healthy again. We made this playoff run. I feel good about this u- upcoming season. Like, damn it. Like, what is going on? I love it here in Miami. I love this team. I love everything that, you know, that these guys are about. All of a sudden, I, I know I'm done for the season. Boom. Tears start pouring. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Pull myself together. But then I, you know, now I'm working on different things. Sports psych. Working on my core, core strength, leg strength. Like, why did this happen? I don't know. But I'm going to figure it out. I guarantee it. I'm going to come back stronger. And I'm going to do what I do because I've made it this far and I ain't going to stop now. Sorry, I go off on a tangent occasionally, but... uh
3: no, you you have a great mentality, though, man. Thank you. That's all right. Yeah, you're gonna have a career as a motivational speaker after the NBA. <laughs> like, I feel all pumped up, man. <laughs> I've been told that a few times, but thank you. Yeah. Hey, Myers, I actually have two
1: questions for you as well. Um, so, you actually came to the Heat and part of that trade, that four-team trade with with Philly, Portland, Miami, and LA. Um, you actually came with Jimmy Butler, basically. How was it like being with Jimmy Butler? I mean, since day one, what he's done for the team since day one, was it like having a leader like Jimmy Butler on and off the court?
4: Jimmy is a complete 180 from what everybody thought he was or anybody who didn't really know him. You know, as a player in the league, you know, at at the time, I had already done seven seasons in the league. You hear, oh, Jimmy Butler's an asshole in the locker room or – you know, Jimmy Butler is not nice to his teammates. Bullshit. Yeah, he is. All Jimmy Butler wants is for you to want to win at all costs and to put the work in and grind and have discipline. I see no issue with that. Come on, people. Like, what the hell? We're making millions of dollars to play basketball, something we love. Like, I, 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 I feel like I could run through a wall for that guy. I'm like, I'm actually pissed because I'm hurt and I, I would do anything to check into a game and impact the damn game. Like, I don't know, with my with with, with anything, my spacing, my, you know, my willingness to block out just want to win. I love that guy, man. I really do. He is so misunderstood. He's a great teammate. Um, he's, he's got a great heart. Like he works so goddamn hard. He's an absolute machine. Look at the guy. I mean, talk about high level impact. That is Jimmy Butler. He defends. He, he gets guys. Watch Jimmy at the beginning of the game. He's not even looking to score. Sometimes we're like, damn, Jimmy, take the layup. But what people don't realize is he's trying to get Tyler and Duncan and K-None, all these other guys involved. Why? Because they've now been in the moment. Boom. Now all of a sudden I throw that ball to Tyler. He wrote, boom, Tyler's got, what, 37 or 38? What was it? 37, I think. In, in the finals? the Washington game? Yeah. Or, or the semifinals? Why? Jimmy has put him in those moments. Like, make no mistake. He, he knows what he's doing. He is – he is – pushing these guys forward with all this confidence and, and, you know, wanting them to succeed because then when, when the game comes, you know, comes down to the fourth quarter or you see that Jimmy where he's leaned over that stanchion, can't hardly goddamn breathe. You know, he's dropping 40 garden LeBron for the entire game. He's, you know, he's got triple doubles. He's, he's, he's doing everything. This guy is incredible. I mean that he is the real, excuse me, the real deal. That yeah. just goes to show,
0: like, when he was out with COVID, like, how much, like, everything can change when he's not there. And, like, when he comes back, I think we're, like, 10-4 and 4 with him on the mm-hmm. court. And then we're, like, under 500 when he's not on the court, like, certain games. Mm-hmm. So, it just, just really goes to show, like, how much he really impacts the team and, like, what he does for us and everything.
4: And it's just like that, right? Jimmy goes yep. off, holy, you know, we got to find a way to be better, right? Because Jimmy can't. Can't be the superhero with the cape on you can't all the time.
0: your for us all the time. You know, we have other players. exactly but.
4: That guy, yeah, he's he's unbelievable. Simply put, we're
0: very it, good, it, good it is for No question about good. it. But
4: mm-hmm. I also
1: wanted to ask about the. I wanted to touch on the heat culture. Ooh. What's your? What was your experience from heat culture from day one? Like I saw, and that's for a lot of players on the team. I saw that there's a, there was a dynamic last year, and. Everybody on the team was perceived as an underdog at some point in their career because I saw in the stat that nobody was a top 10 pick on that team except for Andre Iguodala. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the heat culture like? What's the dynamic of this team? Especially the one last year because it, sem- it seems to like gel
4: so well together mm-hmm. and it's just a, a perfect puzzle that came together last year. What was that Great, like? great question. Um, I, I will start by saying this because Portland deserves credit. The culture that was established there by game um and, and the rest of the guys and the coaching stuff, very great, very, very good job establishing like this this professionalism and work ethic. However, let me get to heat culture because that's what everybody really wants to know about all around the league, all these fans they want to know like okay, what's it really like? Is it actually what they say it is? Yes, it is. i'm going to tell you why because in a league that is like it is a business at the end of the day, you, you understand what I'm saying? like I could be traded just like that. And certain things could happen. and You're like, well, what the hell happened here? There is this discipline, uh, this loyalty, this, this work ethic, um, you know, uh, character, like all these values that matter in a league where, yes, there are good people. And yes, you know, other places do it differently or they, you know, they try to they try to mimic whatever we have going on here. I just have felt this ultimate connection here personally and professionally because of what they stand for. Again, it's not only Jimmy. We're talking about – so Pat Riley, man, it's from him to Spo, the rest of Spo staff, Jimmy, Bam, and the rest of the guys. That's the difference. There is this standard that must – be upheld. Make no mistakes about it. You're either with us or you're gone. Like that's that's what it feels like. That's what I know. And that's why when I came here, I always had said, like, I, I I hope some someday or some team, someone's going to see what I bring. It's total package. And I'm confident in saying that, by the way. It's who I am off the floor. It's who I am as a teammate, as a man in the community. Um, and then on the floor. You know, people will say, Oh, well, Myers 107 foot, he doesn't average the X amount of rebounds. I don't give a shit. Go look at the defensive rebounding numbers that that the teams that I have played on. Like, w- look at the numbers of our team. Go look at me boxing out every best offensive rebounder and, and allowing for Bam and Jimmy and whomever, whomever else to come flying in there and grab it. I, I don't need the credit, by the way. I shouldn't even mention this because I don't even want credit for this. Are there things I can do better? Yes, but I am a damn good NBA player. My communication on the defensive end. I don't need like notoriety for that. I just want to cover up one mistake that might win us the game, or two or three or four mistakes that all of a sudden, boom, all the, you know, that's the stop that we needed. Boom, now, now we're winning the game. Or my floor spacing. Yes, seven feet. Like, I, I, I think number one three point percentage for seven footer in NBA history. Mm hmm yeah Um, that's going to open up the lane for jimmy and bam k Nunn, these other guys take pressure off i don't want the credit i swear to god i could care less but what i do know is that when spo's watching film or when some of the assistants or maybe my teammates i'm hopeful that they see that i that's what i live for i don't uh, yeah sure the the 30 and 12 against the warriors was great some of the bigger games i had last year in fact in Orlando, big game last year, we wanted to win that game. Obviously, we want to win every game. I had 18 and 12 the, the night, the day before we played Philly and I hurt my ankle. Sure, those games are great. But I, honestly, I like the game where I got like, I don't know, nine points. I'm three for five from three. Got, you know, three or four. Of course, I would love to average a double-double, but I don't give a shit. Guess what? As long as we get a win, that's all that matters to myers Letterman.
3: You know? And that's that. That's awesome. Uh, It's a really good way to sum up uh, sum up your point. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to ask, actually, kind of expand on that because I think a lot of times fans have this idea that you know they have a certain perception of certain players, and I think that people forget that, like you as an NBA player, are objectively one of the best basketball players in the world. Like you're in the NBA for a reason. You were a lottery pick for a reason. You know you're signed to a multi-year contract for a reason you know, you show up to any gym and you would absolutely destroy everybody there. And I think that people, you know, forget these things when they criticize. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, as a top tier basketball talent, you know, how often do you kind of look at what people are saying online or whatever and, and think, man, these guys have no idea what they're talking about? Is that like a common thing or do you generally find that basketball knowledge, you know, is at a pretty sufficient level or kind of like what's your take on the perception of players uh, in general? You see my face right now?
4: <laughs> I do. <laughs> Most people have no clue. That, that's the honest truth. I'm not trying to be an asshole. There are some people who truly do study and understand the game. Then there's people who just watch occasionally, who are like the armchair quarterback. I don't even know what you call it. I never even heard the the basketball phrase. on an armchair point guard or something like. Oh, if I was out there, if I was seven feet like Myers, I'd be able to be an NBA. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. You would pick up my mic. No, you wouldn't. First of all, I have an inordinate amount of discipline uh, uh, and, and work ethic, period. I, I just, I, I, I refuse to lose. Now, let's go to the other part of, of this. All you little shit talking haters, you don't stand a chance. And that is facts. Like Like, people say, oh, Oh, I could I could give him buckets. No, you couldn't. I'm swatting your shit to the fortieth row. Like I'm backing you down every time and yamming right on your forehead. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna back up. No, trade ball, slap. Like I, I I when I when I arrived in Miami the first day, ninety two out of a hundred. Okay, five spots, twenty shots, threes. Ninety two out of hundred. I am the elite. This is what I do. Like UD was was talking to the logger room the other day. This shit was hilarious. One of his one of his boys here in Miami was like, All right, bro, like I, I could probably do what you do. I could, I, let's go, to the, let's go to, the, to the gym. UD's like, are you sure? Like, we're doing this for money. Like, we're talking to a guy who works a nine-to-five, like blue-collar dude, apparently. That's what UD told me. I, obviously, he kicked the living dog shit out of one of his best friends. Took his money. Thank you. Get out of here. Like, pe- the, the truth is, is people have no idea, honestly, how, how talented every NBA player is. Like, look at what uh, Caruso said. This is a little off topic, but it, it'll tie back in. Like he said, Well, I want to be the guy, you know, like so many guys are trying to do these different things to prove to teams that, you know, I, I, I'm here to stay or I matter. How about doing the little dirty work like defending and rebounding and, you know, doing whatever it takes to win? All of these people, they have no clue, no perception how talented every last one of us is. And they would take buckets on their head all day long they they think oh i could go right by him no you couldn't you'd get just destroyed all day long not to mention you'd be huffing and puffing <gasps> uh, uh, uh. no you're not even in good enough shape to do this you have no idea like you have no clue buddy shut your stupid mouth and stay behind your little
3: cute keyboard over there you know i have no idea god people <laughs> hey, are that is- ironic that is perfect. No, that, I, I, it's exactly the type of answer I would have expected. So I'm glad that you said that because I feel like a lot of people need to realize, like, there's a reason that, you know, Joe Schmo isn't making millions of dollars in the NBA. That's, yeah. it's very important. How many
4: people uh, are on the planet? Remind me, somebody, roughly? Seven billion. Seven, seven billion. billion. Huh? <laughs> Four hundred and fifty NBA players. Sixty new ones every year. Wow. Myers Leonard sucks at basketball. He's going on his 10th year next year. No, my ass, buddy. You're just <laughs> sorry as hell sitting at home, eating Cheetos, fat as hell, worried about me <laughs> while that's I'm balling, so baby. I'm like dying. <laughs> Get the
0: hell out
3: of no, here. This, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Great content. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, that's so funny. I also wanted to ask, you know. <laughs> Shifting away from basketball a little bit, you know, as, as a person, you know, cause I think you, you mentioned this at the beginning, you know, as a public figure, you're still just a guy. So is it was kind of weird to kind of reconcile, like you're still just Myers Leonard, but people kind of look at you as this like figure that's almost separate from most people. Like, is it, is it kind of strange to still be like, but I'm still just me, you know, if you kind of get what I'm saying? 100% great question. So I'm going to give you maybe like a three prong, uh,
4: uh, answer here. So number one, when people ask me, what well, does it get annoying to be who you are? Now, I'll say this. I'll start with this. Being tall does not help my case, right? Because some NBA players, some can put a ball cap on, maybe a hoodie, whatever, kind of sneak around, say, go to the mall quickly or go, you know, walk in and get some food to go. Me, they're like, he's really, he's really tall and really good looking, by the way. Um, Sorry, I had to say that part. Uh, no, I'm joking. But anyways, if they don't know it's me right away, especially like in Miami or in Illinois or back in Portland, like, or really anywhere I go now, if I'm being honest, I'm not even trying to like, I don't know, gloat. People know. And if they don't, they type in like, tall, white NBA player. and I, I, I've seen people at dinner. Like, it, it's, it's pretty normal. They start to type on their little phone, and they, then they look at me, and they look back, and they're like, they talk to the friend, like, you think that's him? And then eventually, like, they come over, like, look, I'm sorry, I, I hate to do this, but uh, uh, can I get a picture? Like, I looked at my phone, and it actually was you. You play on the Heat, right, Myers Leonard? I'm like, yeah, that's me. So it, it can, it gets on my nerves only a, a couple things. If I'm out at a meal with my wife, say, an anniversary meal, or I'm just trying to enjoy my time with my wife you know, getting out of the house, not during COVID certainly, but, um, that, that's one thing because as soon as I stand up and agree to take a picture, I'm screwed because if I got in that chair and people didn't know, I'm like, boom, I'm good. So that's, that's one thing. Or if I'm with like my friends and I'm trying to really have a good time or just do me, it can, it it can get annoying. However, I'm so humbled and so thankful that like people want to say hello. That's what I prefer. Like if you say hello, ask me how I'm doing rather than, wow, you're tall. Can I take a picture? It's like, that's so much better. Um, what else? You know, it's just uh, I prefer the way my family and friends treat me, meaning I'm just normal Myers to them, truly. Like, I mean that. Like, they don't see the money, the NBA. They don't care. They love me for me. And that's why, ultimately, I, I'm, like, so thankful for my wife. She could care less about the NBA about my money. She wants me for me, like my heart, who I am as a man, how much I care for others, how much I care about her and her family and just everybody. Um, and I mean that, and I know that cause that, that's what she, she tells me. Um, and so, you know, I, 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 would prefer, you know, just to be a normal guy, but with this, all ends up coming full circle, like with, you know, to whom much is given much is expected. Right. So that's why I feel just constantly in my heart to help others you know, for the Feeding America stuff or when all the craziness was going on and, and still is, unfortunately, some, like, you know, with with police brutality, all these things, it was on my heart to say to my wife, look, there's all these things going on in Miami. We've been blessed by Miami. Boom, $100,000 to the city of Miami, like, like that, to help with these things that are going on. Now, I've been put in a position to be able to do things like that. Yes, and I'm blessed. And that's why I try to show with my voice, with my platform, um, sometimes financially, that I am here to help. And so, you know, I, I know that, you know, with this territory comes a lot of um, expectation. And, and I'm here for that. Like I, I said the other day, like I, I believe that I have wide shoulders for a reason. Like I'm supposed to be able to carry my family and friends and shit communities with me. Because I feel that, literally and figuratively, my voice is powerful. Like I, I need to share. I need to give. Uh, I need to serve people. You know, people often ask me, like, "Well, what are you going to do when you're done?" And a lot of people are like confused when I say, "Well, I think I just want to coach. Or I want to serve. I want to give back. Maybe do some public speaking, some motivational speaking." I don't need money. Money, money doesn't drive me. Serving people drives me. Seeing other people get better drives me. And so. You know, I, I, have just been, I always come back to this. I've been so damn blessed and yes, I've worked very hard. Yes. I'm seven feet and I was given God given abilities, but I've done a damn good job with them. And so I will continue to do that. I'm hopeful that, you know, I I know that I'll heal from this surgery, but then I'm hopeful shit that I can stay here in Miami. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm on a one plus one team option. We'll see what happens. The point is, is I am incredibly thankful. I, I I do not take this for granted. I will continue to to inspire others and do my best to to impact people in a in a positive way and serve
3: other people. Mm-hmm. Love that. And then Brian. Um. Yeah. No. So I had. also wanted to ask. You know, there's been a lot of talk about. You know, going back to basketball a little bit. there's, there's been a lot of talk about Bam's aggressiveness specifically you know and we kind of mentioned this earlier how a lot of people don't know what they're talking about a lot of people don't know what they're seeing but you know i'm kind of just curious like is that something that in practice you guys are telling him to be more aggressive and as a three point shooting big yourself one of the best in history you know just being objective and honest about it you know do you kind of want to see him shoot that 3d ball more okay so again
4: people don't understand like what high level impact looks like um you know, there was those games in Brooklyn, for example, where Bam was balling, right? But Jimmy was out. And like the the, the way that all of these things are structured and the way that Spo runs the offense, Bam can can be assertive. Yes. Bam can also be a facilitator. Bam is an elite defender. Bam does all these different things that ultimately impact winning. Now he did say like, God, sometimes I just got to take control of this game and, and and find a way to go get a bucket. But what people don't realize is sometimes Bam rolling hard as hell to the rim pulls over that weak defender. Now Jimmy finds Duncan in the corner. Boom, trade ball, the game's over. Like, people can't conceptualize what, hypothetically, what our offensive numbers lo- might look like, say, with uh, me on the floor or Kelly. Like Kelly balled out last night, right? They have to consciously think as a big, shit, I got to stay closer to him. I don't want my guy to score. So naturally, he starts to gravitate to me. If you literally watch film, it can be one step, left or right, that could give Jimmy that angle to either, let's say, score or throw the lob to bam. And all of a sudden, the weak side helps. He, he throws a weak side pass. Boom, k has got a three. It is literally a game of chess. Like, you don't see it. Like, when people – if you can't really analyze film and break it down, you don't quite understand – or on our defensive end. Boom, let's say I'm, I am I call out a flare. Now, all of a sudden, our guy doesn't get hit by that screen. Now, we're into a mid-pick and roll. I'm in the right place. Everyone's on the weak side. Boom, we get that stop. Like, there's these little – just little micro wins that you're getting literally every possession, every second – on both ends of the floor and in transition that can literally win you a game. If you are trying to game plan for Giannis Antetokounmpo or, you know, um, another great player in transition, whomever it may be, Giannis, if I, as a big, I'm standing at the three on offense and I'm spacing the floor, let's say, I, let's say somebody takes a three on the opposite corner as I me. Mean, my job, I know from the scouting report, is to dead-ass sprint, boom, Right to the either right to the nail or right to that near side elbow because guess what when Giannis is coming down the floor he is scanning he he is elite right in the open court and he's elite period if he sees a seven footer standing there his likelihood of trying to do that high cross spin back dunk is less like how am I supposed to say oh well that's Jimmy or Bam let's just let them guard one on one no no let's load two bodies to the ball boom I'm in front of Giannis now he gets off it he comes back into a pick and roll and now all of a sudden they're looking at the clock they got you know eight seconds left and we win that possession. People don't realize how much each excuse me, possession matters. Each little thing matters. Communication matters. Boxing out matters. Moving the ball and getting others involved matters. Setting a solid screen, all of a sudden, maybe they change their coverage. Boom, they change their coverage. They get confused. Now someone's got a layup. And all of a sudden, they overreact to that layup from the last time. Boom, now we got a wide open corner three. Like, theres it, I would love – you know, to sit down with someone and see how they would analyze a game as compared to me where I'm looking at like, okay, was the big hand on it at the level of the screen or is he dropped back? Okay, do we need to take an extra dribble? We're getting downhill, force that weak side to help, and and then we make a play from there. Like there's just all these – I can literally sit here and rattle for hours about this stuff. But the point is, is Bam's impact goes beyond people saying, oh, Bam, come on, you need to score more. That's great. Yes, Bam can be aggressive or more assertive in spots. But let me tell you, when he's playmaking, that's what teams don't want because now it opens up everything else. Like they got to try to take away something. So, you know, it's um, when you're playing with high level impact guys like Jimmy and Bam and and, and other guys, um, you know, you learn how to operate around them and Spo has an offense built uh to be explosive and we, we have shown that. We've also not made shots and that's where maybe okay the shots aren't falling. Let's try to get an offensive rebound or let's let's get Bam a touch in the post and all of a sudden we get feeling good again. So uh again I could I <laughs> I could literally talk basketball forever. So I'll stop there.
3: No, no, that's that's a really good answer because I think that a lot of people miss the fact that and, and I think a lot of this just comes from you know, obviously they're not in the games, but also I think two K is kind of, you know, uh, clouded people's minds from all the micro reactions. You know, yet you're reading, reacting, and then you're reacting to the reaction. And you know, you kind of have to psychologically, like you said, you know, think about like, okay, if I do X, then he's going to do Z, and then you know that you know you have to kind of project. Out all these potential things that could happen while you're in the game and I think that a lot of people just don't have that kind of foresight to project themselves and think about you know all the little things physically and psychologically that are happening in the game so I really appreciate your uh, your insight there mm-hmm. my pleasure
2: alright then Angelina Clutch do either of you guys have questions you'd like to ask Myers
0: I'll go if you don't mind Clutch
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: I'll get next. Okay. So I had a question about level foods, actually. So where did the name, (laughs) where did the name level come from? Is that like, does that have a meaning behind it? Is it an acronym? What is it?
4: Yeah. So if you actually look at it, it's the balance between Leonard and Ellie. Um, so we were trying to you you like that right my my wife came up with it admittedly I did not we were going through like different names you got to go to the USPTO and you got to like figure out you know what's available by the way there's a zillion companies on the face of the planet so like three or four different names I can't even remember what we were hypothetically thinking of didn't work so that's where Level came from shout out Level Foods best protein bars on the market I promise you they are um, I've, I've eaten quite literally all of them. I used to be a protein bar connoisseur, um, but a lot of them had ingredients uh, that weren't allowed in my diet. And so my wife literally got in the kitchen, made some bars, all of a sudden here we are almost three years later. So pretty cool. It's been a slow grind, but I'm incredibly happy for my wife. And yeah, it's the balance between Leonard and Ellie.
0: And on that subject, what's your favorite flavor?
4: Right here, apple crisp, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But, but I do love salted brownie. Also, we did a, recently we did like a Myers birthday giveaway. If people bought 12 bars, we gave them 12 salted brownie for free. Uh, but I, I, I sincerely mean this. Ellie and I wouldn't allow for us to produce something that wasn't something we liked. So we love all of them. Honestly, like, oat Cookie, great in the morning. Apple Crisp, great in the morning. Banana Bread, really, whenever. If you think about chocolate, a lot of times people want that at nighttime. So, like, I literally eat about three of them probably per day, um, you know, now it's, it's our bars. And, and I, of course, I'm going to love them or else, again, I wouldn't allow them for, for us to sell them. So uh, we're very blessed. The last couple months have been amazing. We're so thankful for the support from quite a few people in Miami um, and just people in general. So we will keep grinding. I know my wife, I mean, this is, the, let me just, this is the cool part of, of, I guess, an NBA relationship that a lot of people don't see. Like the the, our best compliment is you're so relatable. That's what we want. Myers is a normal guy. Ellie tells her story. Like there's been so many, I'll just admit, like females that have said to Ellie, Thank you so much for being so real. Like Ellie used to she was the bigger girl in eighth grade. Ellie was her height that she is now in 185 pounds in eighth grade. True story. She slowly figured out her journey, and so many people have been so thankful for her willing to share, me willing to share about depression, anxiety, things I've gone through in my career, things I've gone through personally. Like that, this is what matters to me. I freaking love winning. Oh my god, I love the NBA. I love my job. I'm so passionate about it. But ultimately, it's about impact, both professionally and personally. So this is another way for Ellie and I to educate people, bring other people in um, into kind of this. Um, network of people who just, I I don't know, I, I guess maybe trust us, you know, see what we see, feel what we feel. And that's what fills us up is impacting other people and serving other people. And this is a great way to do it. So
0: that's great. Are you guys in the process of, like, inventing, like, protein? Because I know you, it's a protein bar, like, brand, you, or, like, protein powder, protein drinks. Like, are you in the process of working on that as well or just strictly protein bars?
4: Yeah, Snack Foods Company. So, right now, we're protein bars. We have four flavors, apple crisp, banana bread, oat cookie, salted brownie. Uh, two more flavors, uh, which I can't tell you, sorry, uh, in, in the works in the works right now. Um, my wife is also working on a collagen-based protein powder. Um, and she, I mean, she's she's the rock star of our house, in case you couldn't tell by the, by the uh, urgency of my voice and the excitement of my voice. Like, she literally Monday through Saturday and sometimes Sunday is in the office, like, I don't know, 9 to 6 p.m. She's crazy. She loves it. She, she loves the grind. So um, we will continue to just push forward. Um, any products that we feel like, you know, maybe – uh, would benefit others or benefit our lives, then we'll, we'll consider it. So, thank you for asking. I, I truly do actually appreciate it because I, right. love, uh, I love I uh, love what do I say bragging about my wife occasionally. Hey Myers, I wanted to get in a
1: little bit into your time in the bubble in the NBA bubble. How how is it like being in a bubble for so long? Being one of the one of the two teams that were in there the longest, all the way to the NBA finals. What's it like being without family? For for a long period of time, I know you were able to get Ellie in there, like later on. But how's it like, just the whole experience? Three three plus months in there.
4: Um, unique, difficult, uh, challenging, uh, but still amazing. Like, look at the run that we made. Right, like I would have done absolutely anything to be more a part of it on the floor. Now, I for one think after having a bunch of time off, I did a pretty damn good job in the finals. Just gonna throw that out there. But the truth is, is it was a challenge, it really was. The bubble was not easy. However, these values and this heat culture that I was talking about earlier mattered in the bubble, right? Like we were the ones to say, like, oh, can't wait for them to give up. We can like we, we, we can sense it. We can feel it. Oh, they want to go home so bad. But all we wanted to do was win and be there for each other. So all of a sudden, you see this camaraderie, right? You see like how connected we were. Whereas, by the way, you, know, you, you talked about us being so close last year. Yes, we were. It's still the same this year, different, a few different players. But what people are missing, again, they can't quite understand unless they really think hard or like try to conceptualize everything. We can't be around each other. Very often, like at the hotel, we're not really supposed to do much. We can't really go outside on the road at home. We're supposed to stay in our own homes. Like we're not supposed to go other places like last year. For example, my birthday just came by right last year. The entire team showed up for for a birthday party of mine, which was a surprise party. And I was very surprised at Komodo. Like I walked in and I was like so overwhelmed with like this time. Thank God it wasn't like crying emotion. But I, like, see all my teammates, I'm like, Jesus Christ, these guys, like, really rock with me. You know, like, that's a good feeling as a professional to know that it means more than just basketball. And so the bubble, back to the bubble, like, being without my wife and dog, very, very difficult. Uh, Sitting down with Spo and hearing that I'm now out of the starting lineup and probably won't play much, very difficult. I had to come to terms with the fact of how bad I hurt myself. Um, The rehab process, not fun. Um, And then lastly and this is something I've talked about many times, Uh, personally, the bubble was even more difficult because of everything that was going on outside the bubble, right? Um, You know, Myers Leonard standing for the National Anthem. It was uh, leading up to about the three days prior to the first time I I knew I was going to stand. Um, Very taxing, mentally, emotionally, like in my soul. Because here's what I tell people. In my head, like, it made sense to stand, or excuse me, to kneel. In my head, it made sense to kneel, because that's what everyone else was doing. In my heart, I needed to stand, for many reasons. My brother, former United States Marine Corps, two tours in Afghanistan, Uh, My connection to the Navy Navy SEALs, many other special operators, people who have fought and died for this country. Um, Now, I know that they're kneeling. They're not trying to disrespect that. I know it. I I, I respect them for kneeling. And by the way, when I speak to my brother, when I speak to these people, they understand, too. However, people needed to understand me also. Um, I think that, and I know that my teammates certainly, because I sat and teared up in front of them trying to explain myself and how I truly felt. And they said, no, no Myers, we got you. UD, Dre, Jimmy, uh, Pat, spo the, everyone. Myers, UD literally told me to my face. I sat down with him. He was the first person I sat down with. I was so goddamn nervous when I asked UD to sit down, uh, to talk and say like, Hey, I, I need to ask you about something. And I think he probably knew what was coming. Um, And we started to talk about it and different experiences we both had and he said myers trust me when i tell you i would have smelled bullshit a mile away if i knew you were a bad dude we got you and then i went and sat down with dame lillard and cj and a bunch of the other trailblazer players i i had been around for years uh and even their security uh guy rick who african-americans served and They told me, like, Myers, you could get crucified by the media and by fans, but we know your heart. We got you. So it was an incredibly, incredibly difficult few days for me. Uh, You know, the backlash initially was pretty bad. I mean, I heard everything from "You racist son of a bitch, F you and your wife, you know, all these different things.
0: I'm sorry. You people just suck sometimes. They but do. I, I,
4: yeah. No. They. did A lot of people do suck. They absolutely do. And they bitch and complain when they're not willing to put the work in. <laughs> I laugh right in their face. God, I love it when people suck at life. You know why? Because I don't. God, I feast on those freaking <laughs> little rats. The little rats. Little sewer rats. They can't hang. They can't hang with this. By the way, that's two months of rehab. No lifting. Okay. They can't hang with a guy like me too fucking bad. You don't got discipline like me. Period. Okay? Now, back to the other stuff. I'm so thankful for the Miami Heat organization, UD and Jimmy and Dre and the rest of my teammates, Pat, um, Spo, rest of his staff, as I already mentioned, that they knew me. And those other people around the league knew me. Um, it kind of it fizzled out, but there was a lot of support by the way. But then all of a sudden, boom. We play the Lakers. Now Lake Show. More more viewers. Now we're now we're in the finals. They show the anthem again. Boom! I get just bombarded with hate, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I thought this was over. Then all of a sudden, this year, we only, the, the team only knelt once. But guess what? I'm not kneeling. I'm sorry. I, I feel it in my heart. What I say is like I can't quite understand what it would be like to be a part of a family for example, that has experienced some sort of police brutality and that, that it hurts me as a human being, but I have to imagine the rage and um, like emotion that comes with that is just so goddamn taxing. And that's what, that's why you see these people so frustrated and so upset. Right. But for me, the, I, I, don't, I, don't, I try not even to even think about some of the stories my brothers told me. The, the the people that I've been around and understood from the military, that's my reality. That's the pain in my heart when I hear that goddamn song every time. If I think too hard, it's gonna make me tear up standing right there before an NBA game. I guarantee it. First time I knelt, by the way, Jimmy grabbed me by my grabbed me right by my calf because I think he saw me. I don't know. Maybe I tensed up. I don't know. I had to put my goddamn head down. I couldn't even look at the flag. Because I wanted to just, like, it was so emotional, right? So, typical Myers Leonard, I'm coming full circle here. Long, long long-winded answers. It was hard as hell in the bubble. But it was one of the biggest blessings. And as I mentioned earlier, that run was incredible. And I learned something about myself, right? I learned... Many things, how how, how to deal with, with other people. I you know, to, to continue to grind through an injury, to be there undoubtedly for my teammates, build that camaraderie, build that chemistry. Like I, I learned so much about myself as a man, like staying ready, watching film. Okay, if I get in, how am I gonna impact the game? Like there's again, people don't realize they think, Oh, well, Myers gets paid X, Y, and Z. No. Shut the hell up. You have no idea what it's like to be me. Okay, that's why I don't judge other people if I don't know them. What, Myers, what do you think about X, Y, and Z player? Well, if I don't know them, I'm not commenting because you have no idea what these what we go through. You have no clue. I don't care. Like we're not robots. Yes, we make great money. Yes, we're blessed, but we still have real life emotions, and this shit is hard. Period. Trust me.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, gotcha. All right,
1: Myers. So the Miami Heat has the this dominant run inside the bubble Mm -hmm. but i want to get into another dominant run that you had by yourself Mm. beating the likes of jj reddick jordan clarkson in shotgunning beers ever since how how was that it was it was a whole competition we saw on on twitter every day how was that and have since then have any nba
4: players step up to you say hey let's let's do this no chance. They already know the big hammer is, is, is at the top and ain't nobody touching him. That's facts. <laughs> Listen, it was, it's honestly not even a competition. I told them this. Uh, I, I told them you don't want to do this, but you know what? That's what happens. Listen, a Coors Light with Blue Mountains is never like it's literally right there. An arm's length away. OK, um, I do take care of my body. Uh, I don't drink that often. However, when I do, I do love a Coors Light. Now, no one will ever touch me in a chug. No one will ever touch me in a shotgun. It's not possible. They call me the hammer for many reasons, and this is one of them. So, um, you know, people just can't compare. This amount of muscle, energy, uh, chugging abilities, they can't touch the big hammer, and that's all there is to (laughs) it. That's awesome. That's straight Twitter content right there. I can't wait to see that one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right,
2: then clutch and ryan do any of you guys have questions you want to ask moving forward
3: uh this is just kind of a silly question but sometimes i wonder what it's like to be a seven foot tall human being like do you ever just wake up one day and you're like damn i'm seven, I'm seven feet, feet tall <laughs> i feel like you have to right <laughs> uh yes absolutely
4: it's um and being seven foot has a lot of perks. It sure, excuse me. Being seven foot has a lot of perks. It certainly does. But uh, like fitting in normal places such as a car, uh, not hitting my head on doorways, uh, fitting in a plane, you know, it's so, it's so funny, right? Like I'm looking at my hand. Like when I walk around, I don't really think about how large my hand is, but, but, but my hand is big. Like, holy shit. <laughs> or, like, I'm used to having a size 16, but then like I'll look at my wife's little tiny ass shoes next to, to my shoes in the room, and I'm like, God damn, I'm big as hell. You know? <laughs> or I like look in the, no, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I love it though. Like, my, my personality, you know, one, one of the biggest um, jumps I made in my life was actually not giving a damn what other people thought truly meaning that because i used to say that but i didn't actually mean it now i know here's the two things my character my work ethic really when nobody can question both of those and they know like they know you're a good human being they know you work hard like i can be me now like especially when i put the pit vipers on jesus christ does, does the energy come out like i'm cool with being me i'm cool with being energetic and you know vocal and just the fun loving guy that i am because by the way when i wasn't being that person it was incredibly difficult on me i was trying to be someone i wasn't like i was in this shell Uh, i hated it like being able to understand that like it was probably about three years ago now it's been the most rewarding thing that i've done for myself is just to be myself as crazy as that sounds right my so
1: I wanted to, let's keep going with these silly questions a little bit. I've seen on Twitter, on Ellie's Twitter, about how good she is at shooting the basketball. Who's the best shooter in that house? You or Ellie? Me, not even close. Next
0: question. No, no, I'm joking. (laughs) All right.
4: I'm not joking. I'm by far the better shooter in the house, and she knows that. But in terms of, like, trick shots or being able to shoot with both hands, pretty impressive, right? Um... And she's yeah. obsessed with like, going out there. And, like, I'm telling you, a date night for Ellie is going out to our front yard and me rebounding for her and sh- her shooting hoops. No lie.
0: I heard that was you guys' first date was shooting hoops.
4: Look at you. <laughs> it was. her research. It literally was. She turned me down, like, three times, told me I was a fucking loser, and she didn't want to be around me. Um, and I, I wasn't going to stop. i telling you. True story when I laid eyes on my wife across the bar, I told my teammate I'm going to marry that woman. There's no uh-huh. doubt in my mind. True story and then we shot for like she finally said after three denials, say fine, you want to go on a date let's go shoot hoops. I'm like mm-hmm. oh, perfect I'm poor as hell I can't afford a date and I'm good I'm good at <laughs> shooting a basketball so uh, let's do it. So we shot for a couple hours and we ended up talking till like 2 a.m sitting on the center of the uh, practice facility uh, half court.
3: Rest is
0: history,
3: baby. Oh, that's so cute. That's great. Anyways, you know, uh, on the on the topic of best shooters, I gotta ask, who's the best shooter on the team? I feel like you guys have some snipers, right? Between you, Tyler, Struss, D. Rob. (laughs) <laughs>
4: uh, I, uh, here's, here's what i'll say the last time duncan and i did a little shooting competition this was during quarantine right before we were coming back kicked the living dog shit out of them. but no uh, listen they have to take admittedly admittedly people will say like oh man look at myers's percentages now i still gotta be able to knock down shots right but as a center i'm naturally going to get more open looks because the big typically is going to be in the paint or you know, I'm not going to be handling the ball into so, like some sidestep, J. Like that's not who I am, and it's not who I'm ever going to be. But I-, I would say that the degree of difficulty um, for like Duncan, Tyler, you know, Max, those guys, their difficulty on their three pointers is is, is, is is a higher level. However, if we're standstill jump shots, I'm, I mean, I'm I truly mean this. Like I, we're all right there. Um, just kind of depends on the day. But make no mistake about it. That first day when I showed up to Miami, I said this wrong earlier. My bad. I think I made 91. I know for sure I made 91 out of 100. Duncan actually beat it. This was two summers ago. Now, this past summer, I think he got 92. So, if – I'm taking myself. But if I had to take a close second, I would go with Duncan. All right. Shout make out no to D-Rob. out, though. Make no mistake. I am a seven-foot sniper. <laughs> Hey, we're lucky here in Miami. Hey, we, got-
3: we give you your props for that, man. We we know you can shoot the hell out of the
4: That I can. I shot 40 both years I've been here. Have I not? Mhm. Big right. facts. We're yeah. spoiled here in Miami. We got shooters. We got shooters. <laughs> you almost made me spit up my beard. Nice. <laughs> All, right. All right. Let's keep it rolling.
0: I have some questions about gaming. What got you into that? Ooh! <laughs> now we <talking>, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what got you into gaming, and what made you want to sign with Space Clan?
4: All right, great question. So gaming is something I've always loved. Like, I remember having a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. All of a sudden, when I went to college, I switched to Xbox because that's what all my friends had. That's what, how we communicated. Like, I would say that's the biggest thing. Like, Xbox party chat was, like, me and my boys from back home when I was at University of Illinois still playing you know, call it dude. But then it started to evolve, right? Twitch. All of a sudden I was like hearing Twitch, Twitch, like what the hell is Twitch? It's like, I got to be a part of it. People say you just need to be entertaining and a little bit good at video games. I happen to be both. So <laughs> I got into Twitch. I started to build, like you see it now, like my whole stream room's crazy. I have lights along the floor that, that shine like Miami vice colors behind me.
0: I saw your I, setup in the bubble. That was
4: yes. But here, like it's even crazier. like, I am siding Phase Clan. I mean, I got Phase Clan controllers, FaZe Clan Bear Bricks. Um, that was more of an investment um, basically into something that I really enjoy and something where I see opportunity. Like eSports, like you guys, I'm sure we'll all agree. Gaming and eSports always just kind of be like nerdy. Like, uh, yeah, you know, people like video games, but you're kind of nerdy. Like you're, you're over there. Now it's like, it's like pop culture, damn near. Like it's 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 like cool to be a gamer. So that that's why I think it's you know super unique right now, and will continue to uh, be on the rise. Uh, you know, Faze is uh, on top of the world, really. I mean, they they are crushing it uh, with all of their talent and each of the games and all of their um, IRL streamers and everything they got going on is just next level. And then just for me personally, the reason I love Twitch so much is because of the impact. Um, I've built a very strong community. Uh, I, I think what it is is people sometimes in person are like afraid to come talk to me, whereas in my Twitch chat they can ask me anything, and I think they feel really connected. Which is my ultimate goal is is to just connect with these people, game which I love, and build a community. So it's it's a perfect so uh, when, match for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's so your favorite
0: why. game besides Call of
4: Duty? favorite besides Call of Duty oh my goodness um, now you're hitting hitting hard questions um, like to, to game like this right not board game
0: yeah sorry I have you thinking now
4: <laughs> like I was big into Fortnite but that's because whatever that's what everybody wanted to watch on Twitch not so much a Fortnite guy I would I would say like the old school uh, need for speeds were a ton of fun uh sound fancy at all or no uh yeah any FPS meaning first person shooter I've always loved all those games so that's what I would say first person shooters
0: mm-hmm.
4: are you into 2k at all <laughs> <laughs>
0: was that a sarcastic question or is that like an actual question,
3: question?
4: no it's an actual question it's oh. <laughs> literally it's literally a command in my chat it's exclamation point 2k it literally says no Myers does not play 2k don't ask So like, no no it's okay a lot of people come in my chat and they'll be like yo Mars it's gotta be so cool being in 2k or on video games like do you play 2k and I'm like no I want to get away from the NBA when I'm not playing like I'm obsessed with it I love it but I need my like like my disconnect from basketball so no it's like either players love it or they just hate it what do
0: you think is gonna be on the cover next year of
4: 2k probably me considering how good I look yes sir (laughs) <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, let's see who was it this year. Dame. Well, uh, I think
0: it? it was Kobe for Legend Edition, and then Damian Lillard. Yeah, I think it was Dame, Dame and then
4: yeah, yeah. Zion. Zion was for the PS5 version. The next that, year. Was a, this is pretty dope. Got hooked the up. That's really. Awesome. You know what
0: I thought it was gonna be? I thought it was gonna be the one of him like leaning on the basketball. You know. Yeah, just, yeah, I, yeah. I thought yeah. I saw that. I was like, I got, I got goosebumps. I was like, yeah. oh my god.
4: Yeah, super cool. Super cool stuff. Um 2K next year. Uh
0: I might be biased when I say this, but I'm saying Bam or Butler.
4: I mean I can see Jimmy being on it. Um Man, that's so Has
0: Joel and B been on that before?
4: No, I mean Joel's gonna have a chance, obviously, because of the year he's having. I mean, Joel's dominant regardless. It's ridiculous. No, who's, who's why am I not thinking of a young guy who's dominating oh nah, LaMelo's too young, but man, is he playing well? Donovan Mitchell. Luke, Luca Luca.
3: Luca. an option. Luca's another one. Alright, let's keep going. Yeah. Um You know what? I feel like a lot of people a lot of people don't give Portland enough credit, and seeing as you played there for so many years, and I kind of want your opinion on the city, because I feel like I feel like it's a bit underrated. Portland is one hundred percent. An underrated city.
4: Uh, Very, very good food. Uh, The organization is amazing. Uh, They take great care of their players. You know, their fans are so loyal and so passionate because all you have is the Blazers. Then the Timbers came along. And by the way, their games, you would feel like you're in Europe. I mean, they go crazy all game long. And then you have the Thorns. Um, So, you know, they live and die for Portland Trailblazer basketball. Obviously, they won the championship in 77. Um, and there's just a rich history there with all the players that have been through. Um, so, yes, Portland is very much an underrated city. Also, uh, the, the weather in the summer, top notch. It's like L.A. There's no bugs, like no humidity. Uh, the sun is always out. And there's so much to do. Uh, you know, you, you can go to the beach. You can go to the mountain. You know, you can kayak. You can hike. Um, you know, they have good beer. Like, there's just so many things. But I will tell you this. The rain can
3: kiss my Ass. <laughs> this is a fair point that is yeah i have friends who uh go to school uh up in oregon and mm-hmm. you know that's the first thing i'll mention is i hate the rain so i respect sure. it but you know the the few times i've been to portland it's it's amazing mm-hmm. so shout out to portland this pod sure. is portland friendly we love you guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note is there anything about portland that you miss that doesn't that's not in miami
3: Ooh, do i miss anything about
4: portland that's not in miami I would say probably for me, because I come from a small town, like the outdoors, I miss that part of it. I miss going out in my Jeep, like where there's no cell service and just being just totally relaxed and by myself. I, I definitely miss the, you know, the, the, the landscape, the greenery, um, that Florida sort of drivers
0: thing. were much better there too. Florida drivers are the worst. <laughs> oh,
4: my ladies God. and gentlemen,
0: I'm scared boys to and die. Girls
4: all over the world. Listening to this podcast, I am here to tell you that Miami is indeed the worst drivers in America. I have driven everywhere. I have driven in Italy, France, damn near every state in America. I am an elite driver. Mark my words, (laughs) elite. It's like they they just get in their car, saw the top of their head off, dump their brain out, saw it, put it back on, and then start driving. No blinkers, lane changes, thirty-five in the left-hand lane in a fifty-five mile-an-hour zone—you name it. I've seen just the most ridiculous stuff here in Florida, and I've had enough of it.
3: <laughs>
1: should you should no. try driving to Hialeah specifically.
3: God, hey, nice Bay Area drivers might have something to say about that. San Jose is—it's—it's—it's uh, it's a, it's a nightmare, and San Francisco, man, it's scary. Do really? You it, Florida yeah. Guy? I've been to Florida. Listen, I am not a fan of humidity. It's, it's, <laughs> Me either. you go through the whole
0: four this. seasons in one day, It's it'll be like a low of 52 and then a high of 81. I swear. Like, you don't know how to drive. Yeah.
3: yeah no, plus, I'm also afraid of crocodiles and alligators, and I'm afraid someone's going to have one on a leash somewhere it's going to get free. On
0: a leash? Oh, no.
3: It's true. It's true. <laughs> Floridians like their crocodiles and alligators. They're my favorite animal. Like, yeah. they're but cool, scared of them? but but I'm scared of them. Those things you'd be 23 feet long at a the maximum. They're terrifying. Is that
0: possible with 23 feet? Yes. Computer? Yes.
3: Yeah. Like yeah. those Megalodon type alligators. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Look. I listen, I don't, I don't know how y'all do it. I respect the fact that, you know, Florida is what it is, but I I would you be terrified. Know. So.
4: <laughs> Wait, I should, I should show you guys this. Constraint. Check this out. Adam Silver sent a custom note that said, thank you for your sacrifice in the bubble and he sent, uh, like all the players got these, like oh. it's your pass from the bubble. I thought that was pretty badass. That I would share that's with you guys. Cool. Oh, it's really cool. That's that's awesome. Awesome. It sits right here on my desk with me.
3: All right. Yeah, I, I'm out of questions, so I don't know what else you guys got. Man, you guys are bored of me already. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm honestly laughs> love okay, you, man. what's
0: your favorite no. flavor Celsius? Since you're drinking that, might as well just throw it out there.
4: No question. Sparkling wild there we berry. Sparkling wildberry so good Healthy, healthiest energy drink on the market. not close by the way. so good for you and it just pff, gets you a nice little pump up now.
1: Right and we've talked about Portland, but in, so ever since you've come to Miami, what do you have any favorite spots, any like really awesome places you like to
4: frequent? My house <laughs> good spot. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a homebody, admittedly. Like, I, I don't go out a lot. Like, I, Komodo's pretty dope. I, I did like going there. Uh, I like a few of the other restaurants. Um, honestly, like, just the vibe, the weather, pulling up to the arena and seeing the water occasionally. Actually, I'll say this. I, I am blessed. I have the finances. Like, renting a nice, like, small yacht of sorts and going out with my, with my wife and say, like, her family or my family or my best friends come and visit. Going out on the water and having that sun, a little country music, and some nice cold Coors Light. Whew, now, that is elite right there. But other than that, like, I, I love the arena, man. Like, I love, God, I love competing. I love getting better. And then I love my house. I, it's like, it's my compound. You know, this is, I got my stream room. My wife's got her office. We got a workout. I mean, we got, we got everything we need. We're blessed.
0: Speaking of the arena, I actually went to my first heat game on Sunday. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> being there, it's nothing like being in your living room. Like I lost my voice and I day. "I saw you with your Travis Scott, um, Jordan."
4: I do be flying. <laughs> my Jordan ones now. I just got the Chicago off white, uh, white ones. Or excuse oh, me. Oh, did
0: you get Chicago the off white you wanted for your birthday?
4: No, nah, I lied. I didn't get. You the got Chicago a cake.
0: One. I guess that's.
4: I did. Don't tell my wife. They're expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was great I had good seats like for the like for the price of the tickets were right? I had really good seats it was nice. so cool.
4: hell yeah <laughs> wait a minute which one of you guys are in Are in Miami Angelina and Joel is Beach. close and, and Clutch is close right I'm in Miami Beach yeah I can try to get you guys some tickets I'll work on it but
0: <laughs> you're kidding
4: you're gonna have to get listen I'll work on it I can't make a full promise but I will work on it, because in the past, uh, I'll be honest, in the past, had we done this, uh, it I would have been a piece of cake. I would have got all three of your names, left them at Will Call, but that's not how it works right now. You guys are going to like have to test and then like turn it in, and I don't know if it's family or family and friends. I don't want to make a promise, but I will work on it. No. I'll, I promise you Okay. Dude, that's awesome, man! Thank you. Oh
0: my god! Cool. Just, just the thought of that, like the thought that you would do that first, is just amazing. So come on, we're god. we're
4: vibing in here, are we not? We're
0: vibing. we just <laughs> <We're>
4: vibing. <laughs> she saw oh. my trap once She was she lost her voice at her first game. Let's oh. make it happen again, huh?
2: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> you, you, you're welcome, guys. If I have never. <laughs> 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 oh my but, god. That's great! Thank you so much. Oh my god, that's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Myers, you talked about a little bit about jamming out to country music. Do you and Jimmy ever just Woo! vibe out
4: together? <laughs> damn right. You're damn right. God, I love walking in the locker room when Jimmy's got control of the speaker. Woo-wee! It's great. Oh, my God. We vibe to some country music. You know what I'm saying? It's nice. It's real nice. Yeah, it sure is. Mm-hmm. And I've been I've been reading a lot on Twitter lately that there's,
1: there's a lot of uh, soccer influence in the locker room. Do you guys – do you play with them? Do you play a lot? I know uh, Jimmy, Goron and Precious, they might play a little bit. Do
4: you take part? Uh, Well, I would say that if we were to do like a juggling contest so you can kick it or head it. Like when I was in the bubble, I was messing around, uh, and I did 142 in a row. I, for one, think that's pretty good. Um, I'll give them a run for their money. Uh, but actually, in, in the bubble for fun, Jimmy would set up, uh, like, soccer tennis. Um, and that was a ton of fun. So, yeah, w- you know, i I, I join every now and then. It's it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Who's the best soccer player on the team?
2: Uh-oh.
4: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've, we've never been to a field before. But Jimmy takes things so damn seriously. I would say – Precious tried saying the other day it's him. It's not. Sorry, Rook. It's not you, buddy. Um uh i would say it's got to be between goran and jimmy goran maybe maybe would have the upper hand for from the you know the the european influence but jimmy like that dude is just a freaking nature and he's literally you know he goes out to the field and stuff i'm sure he probably has a net at his house so jimmy i mean it's like got to be 1a and 1b those guys love soccer i mean they're they're watching like on their ipads on the bus and all these different things it's crazy
0: I know Jimmy has some. Jimmy
4: seems like the type of guy that could excel at anything. Anything he
1: sets his mind to. Yeah, because he's so goddamn competitive. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Jesus. Yeah, I saw he took up tennis the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm betting he's
4: crazy in that too. Probably because he's so damn agile and strong <laughs> and all those things.
3: Mm-hmm. anyone told Jimmy that he looks like Michael Jordan? I feel like he needs to know this if he, if he doesn't already. He does, honestly. He does. They, they look similar. There's, there's a resemblance. And they got the same kind of competitiveness. <laughs> they both played for the Bulls. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's like Michael Taylor. I, I, remember, I remember when he first came to Miami, oh there was a side-by-side side picture. If Jimmy, Doesn't it? If
4: Jimmy's head was shaved.
0: You know what I used to say? I used to say Lamar Jackson looked like Jimmy Butler with the face stretch. Don't tell him I said that. Cause he might take offense to that.
3: You're you can tell him I said he looked like Jordan, because right I, I want him to credit me for that. Lamar Jackson
0: and Jimmy Butler. Lamar Jackson's face is just stretched.
3: I remember when Miami, right when Jimmy first came to Miami, wrong. he
4: had a side by side with Michael Jordan, and I was like, wow. It's uh, yeah, it's. I'll be honest, I was like, okay, this guy's bullshitting, but then I just pulled up a picture of Jimmy and looked closer. I'm like, I can see it. I'm done. <laughs> Yay. <you, hey." laughs> And Let's especially, see. like, with his
1: attitude, everything just seems to fit. Like, the he's attitude. maybe an illegitimate mm-hmm. Ill- Ill- mm-hmm. son.
0: You're telling me that doesn't look like Butler mm-hmm. with a face stretch?
3: Lamar- I think I look like Justice a little bit. <laughs> Wait, what? You're telling no, me Lamar- doesn't Jackson, look like no. Jimmy
0: Butler with a face stretch? Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson?
3: Just comparing yeah,
4: people you know- to Jimmy Butler. <laughs> yeah, the Jimmy, the Jimmy <laughs> MJ comparison was pretty good. I've never even thought about it. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you credit for that one yeah no doubt Appreciate
0: so, well, The people, in the prod, the people gonna, that are going to oh. listen And be like what are they talking about Because they're not going to know <laughs> we're like on a video call They're going to be like what are they talking about
3: This is, this <laughs> is good content though This, this, is, this, is, this is very good <laughs> content
2: is no. mm-hmm. really good like tell all everything Love it
4: Listen um, I always say content is king So you got to do what you got to do In order to garner as much content As possible Very true <laughs>
2: To wrap things up, Myers, the final question we want to ask is, you know, being in Miami for as long as you've been here, you know, what you know, how does this city how has this city um felt to you, you know, throughout what you've been through these past, what is it now, almost two years? Like how's it all felt?
4: Yeah, you know what? It's funny, the night before last year's training camp, meaning my first year in Miami, my wife and I We're on the dock by the water and we both just kind of looked at each other and said we we both just got this sense that we felt belong and like there was a vibe that we really loved so we truly have done our best to embrace Miami um and we love it here we really do um you know I am so thankful for this organization what they stand for uh, the people that they are their values you know, the discipline, the work ethic, uh, the character, you know, the the, the ultimate willingness to just simply win. Like, all those things mean something to me. And so I'm hopeful that, you know, people feel the same way about me. I'm doing my absolute best to continually impact the team, impact the community, and to continue to get better individually as a player and as a person. Um, again, I I am continually trying to do my best to serve others, so... We have absolutely loved it here. Uh, we're hopeful that we can be here for a while. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I will continue to do my best every single day to impact the community, impact the team, and continue to win ball games.
2: All right. So with that being said, um, <clears throat> thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Heat vs. the World podcast. Thank you, Mr. Myers Leonard, for hopping on. And we'll see you guys again with a brand new episode. See
4: you all later. And make sure you tune in next time. Hammer down. Goodbye. Yes, sir.
2: Thank you for listening to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode.